Hey friends, Mina here. Just jumping in here to let you guys know we have something so exciting. It's a free masterclass and we created it just for you right now. We keep getting questions. How do I pivot and sell right now? The number one question we get is how can I make more sales? And so we want to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. So if you want this totally free masterclass that we've created for product-based businesses, head over to pivotandsell.com. We'll see you in there. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my cheerful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are going to talk, we get a lot of questions in our community and from our students about what the rest of 2020 is going to look like for your business. And right now, we are talking about making these big decisions for the rest of 2020. How are we going to navigate it and what do we focus on? Right. I feel like right now we're making a lot of decisions. We might feel a little bit fatigued with all the decisions, but really once you get through these and you can break it down and and move forward, having made the decision, you'll feel that fatigue start to lighten. So that's what we're going to jump into today. So if you've been around for a while, you know that we teach in a framework of systems, visibility, and sales. So we believe that every product-based business needs to focus on these sort of three pillars in in this framework that we teach. So we're going to talk about that in that framework. So first, let's talk about systems, right? The decisions you need to make for the systems in your business to make sure that your business can continue to thrive and operate in a healthy level for the rest of 2020. Yeah, I feel like systems is like the core of our core, the core of our framework. And that's because systems are really what can save you money, make you money. Really, it is what will make your business fail or succeed a lot of times, right? So thinking about that for our product business, I think that when people are feeling overwhelmed right now, the first thing that they could do is just think about their inventory and not even think about it. I literally think that if you physically go and count your inventory, that might alleviate some of the overwhelm that's happening in your head. Yeah. We talk about how Stacey, who I work with, says math, not drama. So when you know exactly what you have and you can say, okay, I think I have a lot of these, but you're not 100% sure. But then you go and you look and you're like, I have a lot of these spring products left over, or I have not a lot of these and these sell really well. You'll kind of be able to make more, you'll be able to make educated decisions based on the numbers that you see. So because systems are foundational, right? If there, we had a whole podcast episode on these holes that are draining, they drain money and time from you. If the foundational part of systems and the ones that we like to discuss oftentimes is the fact that if you're sitting on a ton of inventory, that's 
product that needs to be turned into cash. If you're missing inventory and you don't have what's your best seller or the thing that you can sell all day, every day, you're also missing out on an opportunity to generate revenue for your business. So first we need you to know what are you currently sitting on? Then the next thing we need you to think about is how are you going to prep your inventory for the rest of 2020? Do you have what you need to create products for the holiday season? Do you have what you need to get through the fall and winter? Do you, where, where are you at with that? Yeah, it gives you a grasp of what you have now and what you potentially are going to do. That's the nice thing about inventory is that it doesn't have to get fancy. Grab a piece of paper, a clipboard, and a pen and start working through your inventory so that you can plan what your year is going to look like. And it feels good. You know, you got you start to get a sense of I'm making the decision to start with the inventory. And then from there I can create this domino effect of all these other decisions that I can make. Right. So then I'm going to move us into then the idea of inventory for your raw goods. So then you have the idea of we've had people needing pump bottle tops, glass jars, metal clasp. Clasps. So, so many <laughs> I can't get things. that S out the end. <laughs> Little things that they couldn't get, but that were essential to their business, mm-hmm. or there were delays to getting these raw goods. So, while you're you've looked at your inventory, you see what's made, what's sitting there. Then I want you could to could be your, wicks, even right? Yeah. Then look at your raw goods and go, okay, all right. Now I now I know what I have. What do I need? What am I going to need to make? What what am I going to want to sell? What do I need for that? And projecting out inventory, projecting out what your needs are. And potentially when we talk about delays, we don't know what's going to happen globally. We don't know if there's going to be shortages again, what delays there's going to be to shipping or customs. So if you have the ability to access what you have and you have the ability to, if you can afford to invest in raw goods that you know you can sell, then it's a time to really consider that. Yeah. And then when your raw goods, let's say you have a very low inventory of something and you need to get something else, you might just want to find a backup plan for that particular thing if it's like something that's so crucial and necessary, right? You don't want to run out of your main component when um, things start shifting in, in supply chain. I also want you to be creative. So if cash is tight, if, if you don't really work, I'm not telling you to go and create a whole new brand. A whole, I mean, a whole new product category or line right now. It's not the time to kind of take risks either, unless you know that you can sell it or your customers have pre-bought it or they've really been demanding it. But the idea here then is if you look at your raw goods and you think, okay, I have a lot of these over here. What can I make with these? And what is essential that I need that I won't be able to run my business? We have somebody who makes stuff out of fruit, for example, and she couldn't access this fruit during the pandemic. So her business kind of could, there was, she could not meet, she stopped. She didn't have the, the stuff that she actually needed to do it. We have other people that had to discontinue certain products that were bestsellers because they couldn't get the chains or the clasps that they needed. Um, again, these pump tops to these bottles, same thing. There were They were in demand, but there was a delay from China. So thinking about that, raw goods, the delays, and making sure that you know what you have and you know what you need. So yeah. 
let's move on to the idea of shipping. So in systems, you'll also hear us talk a lot about shipping and you can lose a lot of money and time with shipping if you're not working with the right, um, just in the time of how you ship, right? Right. I was trying to look on my phone because I had screenshotted somebody in our Facebook community that was talking, it was, she was basically raging. (laughs) She was so mad about shipping. And then everybody was like, me too. I hate shipping. It's waste so much of my time, blah, 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 a lot of different things. And I thought, gosh, I don't mind shipping at all. In fact, I like it because I know I'm fulfilling orders for my customers. So with shipping, I want you guys to really think about that you should be happy to be sending out things, right? Especially ahead of time when um, you know there are going to be delays. So really thinking about you know making your workstation so it's enjoyable. So the experience of that for you fulfilling orders for yourself is enjoyable. So you're not like feeling like, oh, I have to fill all these orders, right? When you should be very happy that you're getting orders and kind of bringing that joy to your customer and building um, a system around that. So shipping can be fantastic, you guys. And it really starts with having a great workstation, having the shipping supplies that you need and understanding that... um, you know, you're going from this to this, to this, to this, right? It's a very teachable thing. So you can give it to somebody else. But at the same time, sometimes it feels good, honestly, to not be in thought all the time. And you can just crank those out and still know that you made a significant impact on your business. You work so hard to get the sale right? How hard have you worked to show up, get visibility and get that sale? And then you finally get the sale. And then it's that time that you're going to need to ship. And I mean, my wish for you is that you are shipping so many things because it means that you're in business and you're doing it. Now, if it's just you and you're growing your business and there's so much coming, going in and out, yeah, maybe you get to hire somebody to do this for you in the future or, you know, what, whatever it is. But the idea is that we want you to kind of change your mindset around shipping. And the way that you can do that too, is that you could make it something that is more systemized, that has more of a plan around it. That's more effective, cost effective, because your time is money. And the things that you do are money. And there's ways to kind of shortcut that Mm -hmm. as well. Right. And so for the, when you're planning for that big decision of 2020, what are some ways that you can make shipping more enjoyable and easier for you? How can you streamline that so you can get ahead of it, but also at the same time, not have like overloads of things that you might not use? Right. And then we talk about the other thing that we want you to start getting prepared for for 2020 is what are you selling? What do you, what, what is the product that's coming out? What are you promoting? What are you pushing? And then knowing what the photos are that you have and that you need and how are you describing them? And in, in the past episodes, we talked about value, right? What is the value add that you're adding? So to start thinking about your photos and are these good enough to sell your product online? Because we really need you and your mindset to switch to online and the customer's experience. So I always kind of pick things up and show you guys. But if you were in person and you sold a necklace, someone would pick up that necklace and pretty much probably if it's for them, they would put it on their neck or they would Mm -hmm. hold it up to their neck, right? Earrings, you hold it up by your ear and you look in a mirror. Technically people try clothes on. If it's a bowl, they will probably pick up that bowl and move it around. If it's lotion or a candle, they're going to smell it or use a tester. 
Mm-hmm. So all of this has to be visible, whether it's in video, whether it's in photos, whether it's in descriptions, and you need to start planning for that now and how you're going to present that information to your customer. Right. And how, like even textures, right? So photos and descriptions of what is going to happen for the rest of 2020. So that way it will be easier for you to push those products because you have everything you need. And that way, um, if somebody needs this to collaborate with you, you have it on hand. Or if somebody wants to um, use it in a certain way, you can easily make that connection for them in their minds because you're providing that connection for them. Right. Okay. So moving on to the next pillar that we always teach, which is visibility. Mm -hmm. So we talk about marketing, which is visibility, but really these are visibility plans for yourselves. It sometimes I think it's easier for you to wrap your head around visibility versus marketing per se, but you're doing both at the same time. So the first thing about visibility is that we need you to create awareness for your brand. Do people know that you exist? Are you creating awareness where your customers are or are you allowing for them to discover you? Right. And I think some big decisions for 2020 is you have to decide where you want to show up, right? Um, because there's only so many places that you can show up. And we're getting to, you know, the, uh, the, the tail end of the year being in the last quarter. So we're kind of thinking in a little bit more than 90 days here, right? So usually we like to say 90 days, but this is going even further out than that. But really we're thinking about what's your visibility going to look like for the next 90 days? And you have to pick somewhere, right? Otherwise, you're going to feel so overwhelmed of you needing to be in so many different places. And really what it comes down to is where are your customers, right? And so when we say visibility, we're not saying that you need to show up on every social platform, create a YouTube channel, start a Pinterest strategy, be in all these markets, do all these collaborations. We're not saying do all of the things. But as we, and you have listened to the podcast before, and as we talk about it today, it's the idea of what can you move forward on? What can you create a a strategy around, a plan for that you're going to focus on? Because if you go all in, if you show up consistently on some of these ways of becoming more visible, you will start to see the fruits of your labor equal dollar signs and sales. You will start to see people fall. You will start to see conversions and customers. So We don't want you to be in all the places. So we want you to think, where are my customers and where are they going to discover you? Sometimes with visibility, it comes from just a social marketing standpoint. And sometimes from visibility, it comes from a sales platform standpoint, which is why we teach, you know, sometimes like getting into subscription boxes, but you might not be making money on it, getting onto other platforms because they might be, there might be more customers there searching and you might become more discoverable. So the idea of visibility isn't solely alone on marketing by itself, but it's being, it's your product showing up on the virtual shelves of places where your customers are already shopping. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people that we work with there, they were visible um, in person, right? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of in-person trade shows that were happening and that was how they were getting discovered, that brand awareness. Well, now that's going to shift. So how do you want to be discovered virtually, right? And so I forget who, maybe you can remember who gave this analogy for us. It was one in one of our interviews and it might've been pre-call, so I don't know if we aired it, but um, they gave the example of when you're, let's say you need to kick a ball into a goal, right? A soccer ball. 
and there's 10 soccer balls all lined up with different goals and you're running and you're kicking, making goal, kicking, making goal, kicking, making a goal. But you get tired because you're having to run through these 10 different balls and kick them all in. But imagine instead, if you took the ball, put it in the same place and kicked it to this, into the same goal over and over the power of consistency and repetitiveness, right? Because you start to get better at it. You start to understand, you know, okay, I'm, I keep showing up. I'm here at this one goal. And so that's kind of the idea of when you're picking a visibility plan. You think of all the ways I could kick from this angle. I could kick from that angle. I can do this in, you know, uh, this way, or I can bounce it first or, or whatever it is. So you start getting creative in the different ways that you can be more effective for kicking that ball into the same goal. And I think that's really powerful. I agree. I don't remember exactly who it was. We've interviewed so many people recently. So yeah, it was you, DMS. <laughs> um, so another way for visibility is that the idea of big connections. And I say this because I have a friend that he's in Nashville and he has this like, 90, I haven't even talked to you about this. He has this like 1990s cover band company that he's grown and he does all the weddings and all the things. Well, he somehow got in touch with Bruce Springsteen mm. and is talking about potentially helping Bruce Springsteen do concerts somewhere. Do you think that in, in back pre-COVID, he would have ever been able to get a hold of Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> Never. In a million years. No, but Bruce is sitting home too thinking, how am I going to generate revenue and make money and do all the things when concerts are canceled, right? Like my husband's a Broadway actor. Broadway is canceled. When they're not doing shows, they're not getting paid. So just because they're actors, it's not like TV and film actors that get residual checks and make money from the past. Like Broadway actors show up and do their job and they get paid. And if they're not working, they're not getting paid. And it's kind of similar for other industries. So the, right now is this time that you can make big, big connections that you never even imagined that you could because other people are sitting home too, or they're on their devices more, or they're looking for other opportunities. And so they're actually more receptive to inquiries that might also help them in a way, right? That, that's yeah. going to kind of spark something new for them because you, me, Angelina Jolie, we're all, our houses might look different. I love that we are lumped with Angelina Jolie. Rhymed. (laughs) Um, I love that. And, you know, going into the flip side of that too, because those big opportunities, I don't want you guys to get so focused on that that you forget about the flip side of that. And that is the small connection. So we're moving from big connections. So definitely, you know, think about the possibilities that could happen there. And a lot of times it happens to do with connections that would never have happened in any other happenstance if it wasn't for COVID. Now, it might be like a big influencer that decides that you've got something so perfect for that person right now. So that yeah. would be big connection. Right. And then the flip side of that is small connections because we're seeing that more and more of people really connecting with their customers on a small connection level, whether that's local or uh, online, right? They are doing that because they have that small connection of, hey, you live in Ankeny, so do I. Hey, your boutique is closed. Well, I'm online and I have these items, right? So really thinking about those small connections that could turn to big connections. Mm-hmm. So that's small connections in the way of reaching out to locals, that small connections with your customer in the way of just over-delivering on the customer service, being there in the DM, showing up and doing 
things for them. So then we, we want to, and we always remind you, let's not forget about friends and family. So we got a question today of, I've just launched my business. I'm just on Instagram. How do I get my first follower? Well, you ask your friends and family to follow you. You post it on your, on your page, your, your personal page, and then you ask them to come over. So it's the same thing with your business. If you're going to continue your business in 2020, let's let your friends and family know. Here's a friend, friends and family discount. This is how you can buy from me. Hey, you know I have this business. If you want to continue to support it, would you mind letting your friends know? Um, use it. Share it. So let's not forget friends and family. They do want to buy from you first. They do. Yeah. And then finally, it goes to referrals. So friends and family would be the first to give referrals plus customers plus I don't know who else. I mean, just even your neighbor at this point, you know, so really thinking about referrals as the best and easiest way for your friends and family, for example, to share about you is to simply refer you word of mouth to their people. Right. And that was how things were done back in the day. And that's how they're still done to this day. Right. It's because it's social proof in an even online or offline way, but referring people because they asked you to support them and you want to do it in the best way that you can. So, you know, sometimes it is just referring those people, but even, uh, even your customers, if you, your customer is a raving fan, they will be more than happy to refer you. We actually, our community, you guys, they refer us all the time all the time. And that's because we love on them and they love on us, right? So really, but there's just people out there that don't know we exist. And that is really about visibility and making yourself referable because people know who we actually serve and they can refer us very easily. Right. And then finally, another way just for you to touch on visibility. And again, when we talked about connections, big and small, it's the idea of small business collaborations. Um, We touched on this for how are you going to create value for your customer? And it might be that you're, you're able to gift wrap gifts and then maybe you send cards, but instead of you having to go buy cards, drop into our Facebook community and ask who sells cards here, who has holiday cards. Can I buy them from you wholesale, put them on my website, sell them to my customers, and then add these cards as like a personal note when we send gifts for people. So that's as simple as just thinking outside the box for a small business collaboration. Um, And then other ways that we've seen, who did we see they recently tagged us? From our community, they're doing giveaways together. Oh, gosh. Compliments and coffee was one of them, right? Wasn't it? Or no, no, Project Moment. It was Jessica Santander and... I don't know. It was three people. It's like so many people. (laughs) They're getting together. They're collabing to each other's communities. They're doing Instagram lives together. There's three women that just joined, you know, multi-sheet machine together that are like, we're going to do this together. We're going to go through this together and we're going to learn together. So I think the collaborations of whether it's going to help you grow your business or even community, um, like we said about referrals as well, like other product entrepreneurs that have their own marketing strategies that then can also refer you out in gift guides. So that's small business collaboration and that starts with community. And that's why we've created, we have our totally free community. We have our community for our courses and our masterminds. And that's something for you all to lean on to. Yeah. Especially for the rest of 2020. This, we need each other. We yeah. all need each other. So that brings us to our third pillar of what we teach is sales. So we've talked about systems, we've talked about visibility, 
And now we're going to jump into sales, the moneymaker. Yes, definitely. So this is where you're actually making the money and where your revenue is coming from. So that's the, the lens that we're looking at it. So this is, once you know where you're going to show up, you need to show up to sell, bottom line. So even if you're showing up on social media, you're showing up as a business, you're showing up as a person that's exchanging a product or exchanging, even getting their email or asking them to take a certain action. It's not as a general person that they're following for fun. It's literally that you provide value in your product and in your content and your brand. And that is what's eventually going to get them to buy from you. So really they are following you as a business, right? Right. So the strategies is where you want to sell. So typically you all sell on your number one platform. So what's your number one platform? Some of you, it might be Etsy. Some of you, it might be in subscription boxes. Some might be on your own website. Some might be, I mean, there's a lot of people that have sold in person. So depending on what you're doing, some might be wholesale. So it might be a combination of these. It might be Amazon or online or flash deal sites. So what is your number one way right now, your number one platform that you're selling on and how are you going to show up there and sell to your customers, right? But then let's take it a step further and how are you going to make on that number one platform the buying experience easy for your customers with no friction? So let's just remember all of us talking about our decision fatigue, trying to figure out how to manage our families and our businesses and our jobs and our lives and our mental health. Now, we want to make the customer buying experience easy, enjoyable, effortless. And that's what you're going to have to think about. Right. So is it easy to buy from you on your website or on Instagram or wherever you're showing up that Jacqueline had mentioned, right? Your number one platform. So are you causing less friction or more friction by, even if it's Etsy. I know people are thinking, well, it's easy to purchase off of Etsy. Is it though from you? Do you have great photos? Do you have a great description? Do they know their anticipation of when something is going to be delivered? Do they know um, what their actual deliverable is, what they're getting from them? Do they know that they um, could leave a review for you, right? So really, It's really about making it easier for them and letting them know this is how easy it is to buy from me. Yeah. I mean, Etsy drives me nuts because I can't find... Oh my God, it's the worst. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) But it's hard for me to find company names on Etsy. If you don't type it in exactly as is, it doesn't give you this like general search. So another step to bringing it easy is on your social media pages that you have a a clickable link that takes you to your store. That Mm -hmm. makes it easier for me that if I discover you on Instagram, I'm like, Ooh, Oh, I like that bowl. And then I can, it might say link in bio and it might take me specifically to the product or it might take me specifically to your store. That's something I want you to think about. Not just to say like, Oh yeah, I sell on Etsy. Go find me at my store.com, my store on Etsy.com or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, half the reason why I buy on Etsy is because, well, more than half is because I want to have a handmade or item that's made from a maker. Me having to weed through, is this a Chinese seller or not? Is this a, you know, someone who's 
because the, it, it's like, it reminds me of like the eBay version of handmade now at this point, you know? And so if you have a good brand on there, if it's able to be validated easily on Instagram or other certain platforms and you make the buying decision easy for that person where they're not like, Ooh, is this a, you know, um, true maker of what I want it to be? Or is this somebody who's just manufacturing in a mass product that looks handmade, right? A fake listing of sorts, you know? So I think that that's really important is understanding why people are buying on that platform and giving that to them in the easiest way for them to digest. And then taking it a step further, okay, is the idea of how are they, what's the shipping, right? How are they shipping? Mm-hmm. What's, how fast are you going to do that? How easy is it to customize things with you? What's the timeline on you making the product and sending it to me? How can I get a discount from you? What's the customer service? So this is Etsy, right? That's one way to kind of reinforce the sale. And then I want you to take these same ideas and think about if you sell on a website, your own website, how are you optimizing your own website? to sell for you? Is it clear? Are the photos beautiful? Do Is there a product feature and they can easily navigate to what they want to buy, check out, know what the shipping is going to be, know how long it's going to take to get the shipping. Like are your questions, are the Q&A like more information? Is it there? How easy is it for them to get all of the answers they need by navigating your site, by navigating your Etsy, by reading your listing on Amazon, by even just buying from you on your Facebook shop or on Instagram? Right. So that's a, it's a big decision, right? You, you're basically cleaning up your sales platform of how that's going to happen, whether it's Etsy, your own website, or really optimizing it. Another decision is, do you want to test out a different platform? So if you're on Etsy, do you want to test out your own website, for example, right? Or do you want to test out trying to collaborate with other people, Um, whether it be wholesale or some other platform. So really thinking about how can I clean this up, but also, again, taking another step in your decision-making is how can I think ahead to what I possibly want to dip my toe into during this time of the rest of 2020? Right. So this is where we start to talk about your options. So... What we saw happen, you know, at the beginning of 2020 where options were canceled or people felt like their options were canceled, mm-hmm. but we said, no, you just have to pivot and create new opportunities for yourself, right? What can you do creatively? So we've been tackling this for the past several months together. And now the idea is, is let's, as a business owner in general, as a CEO of your business, you need to make these decisions about where am I going to grow? How is, what's the force that I have for my business? Where do I want to see myself? Is there a platform that you've wanted to sell on? Is there a place, let's just say your idea originally was, I'm going to lean into more in-person events and maybe mm-hmm. in-person is feeling a little bit, hmm, we're not so sure. So what is another place you know your customers are that might be a good time right now, especially when the holidays are coming and people are buying online, where else can you find opportunities for your business? And this is when you're going to start thinking about what other places am I going to sell? Right. And it's, um, it's just making that decision, right? That's one of the decisions you'll have to make for the rest of the year is where you decide to sell to your customer. And another big thing is big decision of 2020 
which should be on everybody's minds is how am I going to build my email list? (laughs) We're going to include that within the sales section of this podcast. And that's because email marketing is so important. And we want all of you guys to be really thinking about how you're going to, when we talked about Etsy, how are you going to bring people over to your email list? When we talked about Instagram or other places that you were going to show up in visibility, how could you bring those people over to your email list? So it kind of circles back to all of that, but really because we want you at the same time to take that parallel path of building your email list as well. Yeah, there's that saying that goes, you can't build on borrowed land, right? The, there's that idea of that. And I, and we talk about this because there are definitely, as product-based businesses, you are going to have to be on other people's platforms, just as we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Etsy, we're on Amazon, we're on walmart.com, we sell to retail shops, all of these places. But then the idea is, is what does your business own? What your business will own in the end is going to be your email list and your own website. That is what you can control. Unless the internet crashes, which you can bring it back up, your website exists, and your email list exists. And so these are the things I really, I think we're ending on this because we really want you to wrap your mind around this and email marketing and how you're going to continue to grow your email list, no matter what you do here. If it's in the visibility realm, is it in the sales realm? How are you capturing email addresses and then engaging with your customers and then taking it a step further when you're ready or if you're already there, same idea for you having your own website. Are you getting email addresses and are you engaging with your email list? Right. And we talk about this a lot where you have certain emails that you should have that are automated plus your ongoing emails that you need to create. So as you're building your email list, and I think that's for every single one of us, you need to be thinking about during this rest of 2020, what am I going to be emailing them? Can I automate those, the welcome sequence, the, you know, car abandoned sequence and the post-purchase sequence. Those are the ones we talked about in the other episodes and we talk about them in our signature course, Multi-Stream Machine. And then what? what's the schedule you're going to keep for the rest of 2020? How often are you going to email those people? Because there's no point to build your email list if you never email them, right? Yes. You are just wasting your money and your time. Yeah. yeah. So... That is an important piece of the decisions that you have to make. So we really came at this from a business standpoint because there's lots of decisions we make as basically the CEO of all of our businesses, whether it be small business all the way to big business, but really sit down and think about these things in the framework of systems, visibility, and sales and start to get that out of your head so you can start to make those initial decisions so you can start to pivot when you need to pivot on those decisions. Right. And if you're listening to this in real time, we're excited to announce that the doors are opening to Multi-Stream Machine on Friday, August 13th. Yeah, which 14th. is tomorrow. Tomorrow, August 14th. It's August 13th today if you're listening in real time. So on August 14th, the doors are opening the Multi-Stream Machine. And we talk about systems, visibility, and sales in there. It is our signature course. It's an implementation program because the point is, is it's not a thing where we tell you start it, start at the very beginning and come to the end and then you can make a decision. This is where we present to you a whole bunch of opportunities based around this framework of systems, visibility, and sales. And we help you make a decision based on the right path for your 
business, for your life, for where your customers are and the product you sell. And so we walk you through systems, how to optimize those, how to make it efficient and save money. We also walk you through other places you can show up on other people's platforms to grow your visibility. And we also help you increase your sales. And the results that we have seen have been incredible for our customers. So make sure to head over to multistreammachine.com to check out the course. It is available right now. The doors are open and they will close early next week. So make sure that you grab it now. Yeah. Thanks everybody. One last thing before you go, we created this podcast as a reminder that you are not alone. Growing a product business is hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout out to those of you that have left a positive review. Thank you. We read every single one of them, including this one from Ariel. She is the owner of the Materials Design Co. And we are so grateful for this. It says the fairy godmothers of product-based businesses. Jacqueline and Mina are the fairy godmothers of product-based businesses. They've seen it all, been through it all too, and have incredible insight into the struggles and roadblocks of product-centered businesses. They stay current with their new developments in e-commerce and social media trends, guide you to making the most impact with your online presence, and most importantly, care deeply about the success and achievements of their listeners and community. They excel at breaking concepts down into actionable steps and making it possible to make great strides in your business. Listen to the podcast, join their groups and courses and prepare for greatness. Wow. What an incredible review. Thank you so much, Ariel. That was incredible. And I loved how you really went into detail with that of how it's impacting your business. So, you know, we love reading these and these really help us reach more people and help more small businesses, which is our ultimate mission. So thank you to all of you that have left a review. Hey guys, wait, before you go, we want to remind you that we've created this incredible masterclass. It is totally free. It is our pivot and sell masterclass where we are going to teach you how to create a plan to boost your sales and grow your business right now. You do not want to miss this. It's totally free. So Mina, where should they go? Go to pivotandsell.com and you guys can get that free masterclass and get started on creating a plan to boost your sales right now.